having those who have reached sobriety um, for over 180 days and they really thought that they could not give back, to have them walk on to the Versity Mobile and go through that experience and be able to really give back and help another's life and to have them sit tearful with joy, um, peace and, and gratitude that, um, you know, they've lived a life of taking from others um, and now they finally have had an opportunity to give back. Welcome, everyone, to the Stand Up From The Inside podcast presented by Versity. I'm your host, Edgar Daggett, and we have an exciting new episode uh, bringing to you today. You know, we had a very exciting episode last week where we talked about this podcast, the beginning of this podcast, what it's going to be about and what Versity has brought to you in a way. You know, we, we had a great uh, guest, uh, James Griffin who shared about sickle cell, his connection with Versity, and the ways that he helps his community. But for this week, we have a brand new uh, topics. We're going to be talking about Donor Sabbath. Donor Sabbath is a cool celebration, uh, something hot topic that happens in the month of November. You know, we talk about ways that religious groups, families, churches spread the word of donating blood, but also connecting to donating organs, you know, being an organ donor, how do we help out the community, not just from that blood way, but how do we give back in different ways? We will also be talking to a host, a Versity host who hosts drives throughout her community. Uh, She is in the heart of Columbus, Ohio. And she has found a way to connect with Versity to give back. She connects with us, with her partners, multiple partners in ways that you can share and give back. You know, so I want to welcome our new host, Natalie Donovan. Uh, she is here to join us on the Stand Out From The Inside podcast. Natalie, welcome. Hello, Edgar. Thank you so much. I'm really excited uh, to be here with you. Um, of course, uh, meeting you and uh, having an opportunity to share my experience in partnering um, with Versity, being one of the newer advisory board members, um, and being a spokesperson for the minority populations. Excellent. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. You know, we I just got to meet you a couple of days ago and we talked about so many different things, but I want to bring up something, you know, for our viewers. I'm right here from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, I'm here in Ann Arbor. I'm go blue, amazing blue. I need you to say where you're from, Natalie, because I need, I, need, I need the viewers to understand this. I am right here in central Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio, in the scarlet and gray world. So, of course, I had to do the OH to Edgar. He did not give me an IO back. Um, but, you know, it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll let him, you know, go ahead and uh, take that beating again this year. Um, so, whether it be in the blood drive and or on the football field. So, so thank you. No, no. Every time you say OH, I'm just going to go say go blue. Go blue. And I almost got her to wear one of these. These, you know, this amazing blue maize color jerseys, you know, from an amazing school here. You know, I almost got her to wear one of these, you know, just forgive, you know, forget a little bit of that 
red, <laughs> orange. I don't even know what colors those are down there in, well, in Ohio, but almost. I have one of those um, sweatshirts, um, and I would have brought it on the show today. However, I got to represent. I can only bring it out the Friday before the OSU-Michigan game. Uh, so as we talked about my grandfather, if you said black, he said white. We had OSU family football tickets, season tickets, um, and he was the only fan on the OSU side all in Michigan gear. So uh, unfortunately, when he passed away in 96, um, he gave me one of his sweatshirts, and I promised him I would wear it the day before the big game and do one go blue. That's it. That's all I'm doing. That's my commitment <laughs> to honor his uh, love for Michigan. So so I do get that out. My friends and family threaten me every year for 24 years now that they're <laughs> going to burn it, but it still resides in my closet and and I, I fulfill my promise. So so you'll get me on that day. So there you go. <laughs> Hey, that's good. That's good. That's good for me. You know, I'm still trying to convince one of my colleagues, Greg Asmus, who's an Ohio State grad, to uh, wear a little amazing blue. You know, we had a conversation a couple months ago and, you know, he was really mean. He started talking yeah. about losses and wins the last couple of years. Yeah. We had to end the conversation real quick. You know, we're not yeah. going to talk about it today. You know, hopefully this is our year. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I had to tell Heidi uh, when she moved here. And I'm like, do you need me to go get your son some OSU gear so he doesn't have bullying at school? You know, so, but they had already gone in and got him some Buckeye stuff transition. So I think they're going to remain their Michigan closet uh, fans while they're here, but represent the Ohio State Buckeyes. So. There you go. Big Ten. We're Big Ten, so we're always a family. You know, we're a Big Ten. We all celebrate uh, the Big Ten schools. You know, I'm not going to lie. I voted for, I went with Ohio State when they're in the championships. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be happy about it, but fans. I want Big Ten to win. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Michigan fans are closet fans. With these great topics that we're going to be talking about, you know, you're, you yourself are a host, a drive host, or you work with your school to be a drive host. But... I want to go a little bit, before we get into that, I want to go over something that's called Donor Sabbath. I said it a little bit before, and for those that don't know, Donor Sabbath is a celebration that happens two weekends before Thanksgiving. Uh, this weekend is for those those religious families, and you know we talk with their communities about giving blood. Um, and I want to ask you, you know, communities are, you know, infectious. They they kind of connect each individual that's in that community to a mission, to a goal. And especially in that black and brown communities, Hispanic communities, those diverse communities, how important do you think churches play a role in spreading a message or spreading, you know, the goals that the community has in general? Oh, I think it's very important. Um, I think uh, the churches uh, clearly overall, they provide a safe and private space um, for one to um, kind of um, expel their beliefs across the board, um, going from the religious beliefs um, into these topics about healthcare, funeral, um, tissue, organ, corneal donation, blood donation. Um, so I think they're an integral part um, with being a partner of ours um, in order to allow the congregants and the communities um, to really have a place to have that discussion in a safe manner um, and really be able to plug into healthcare professionals like myself um, to give them um, the best information, quality information in order to make the best informed decisions for themselves. Um, so if we have 
have, you know, pastoral leaders, faith-based leaders um, who are not opposed to it, um, then as we know with any other leader, um, it trickles down um, to those below, um, into the congregation, um, and then we see a high interest um, in those um, having a belief and really wanting to be a donor hero. When we used to go to church every Sunday, especially mm -hmm. leading up to that November, we always talked about Thanksgiving, obviously. You know, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. you were ready for the food. You were ready for that celebration. But we had this this weekend where we talked about, you know, donate blood. And we always had a drive. We Everybody lined up. And, you know, it was a fun time. You know, you had you talked to your friends. You, you knew there was a mission behind it, but you kind of brought that excitement to it. And for those who were new to that church, you got a chance to explain. You got a chance to tell a story like... This is the reason why we should donate. This is why I'm an organ donor, whether it's a personal, like something happened to the family, to yourself or someone else, you know, that you may have known. And people connect with that, especially from those leaders in the church communities or, you know, you're just standing in line and you talk to somebody that's in front of you or behind you. And, you know, you, you hear their stories and you're like, wow, this makes me want to donate as well. Or this makes me want to be a donor, uh, an organ donor. But, mm -hmm. you know, not only churches, but do you know any other groups that are also like, you know, have that high like persuasion or high effectiveness in those communities? There's a lot of community partners, um, specifically here in Columbus. We have a vast majority of um, community partners, nonprofits, even our government agencies, such as our health departments, um, our mayor's office, um, our city council. They're very plugged in um, to obviously decreasing health disparity. Um, and within health disparity, of course, um, that comes with the whole realm of a holistic approach, um, which does include blood donation, organ tissue, and corneal donation. Um, so, you know, we really strive um, to work with those organizations um, that really support uh, blood donation as well as organ tissue and corneal donation. Um, so I have been beyond fortunate and blessed um, to have the network um, that I have of partners um, that truly allow me to come in and um, give the information, have dialogues um, with their clients, with their patients in regards to how important that is. Um, and also to being a tissue and organ uh, procurement specialist, um, obviously that's our goal. Um, we have a whole team um, from administrative staff down to ourselves to do the recoveries, um, our family support, um, our marketing department, our ambassador program, um, and being able um, to incorporate that as well um, as part of, as part of the information that's given um, has been astronomical. So it's a large team, you know. When you're when I hear mm -hmm. you say uh, how you work, who you work with, it's a large team to get everything together, mm -hmm. to spread a message, to mm -hmm. get material, to inform. Like, so how many teams do you say you work with to just <laughs> to get a word out, a message out, to connect with your community? How many teams is that members like? I have 200 partners. We all work for the same mission at the end of the day. Um, and that, of course, is to improve one's quality of life um, through healthcare, um, through social services, um, through other modalities um, to decrease social determinants um, that create barriers um, in uh, greatly affecting one's quality of life. Um, 
So yeah, I, um, I've been doing this for 24 plus years. Um, I love it. Um, I love my partners. Like I said, I'm blessed. Um, I, I even work with partners outside of Ohio um, who contribute um, specifically into my nonprofit works um, that then again intertwine into um, the healthcare uh, communities that I work with. 200 people. That's like you go to a football game, two teams, all those people on the floor. That's how big her team is. Like 200 people is a big, big number to spread this message. And that's how we explain and show the importance of it. You know, it's just not like a couple of us. This is 200 people in a specific department that work to spread this uh, message to be like, these are. this is the importance of being a donor, organ donor, blood donor, uh, ways to spread out a message because there is a need and the need is endless. Mm -hmm. Like it'll always be there. So we need this big of a team. Now, what I want to ask Natalie is, you know, being a host, being a drive host, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a big mission. You know, you decide to be a host. You want to collect those units of blood. You know, I want to, I want to show like the viewers, like, what is that process? You know, you decide you want to be a host, you know, you can't donate or you've donated, but you want to do a little bit more. What is that process to get you in the door to Versity here in the Midwest or other blood centers? How does that process start? It's really the importance of providing the education and dialogue to the target audience. Um, This allows us to really reach those who are on the fence or have uncertainties to donate, whether it's blood, whether it's organs, tissue, corneal, um, and really to receive again, the best quality information um, to make the best informed decision for themselves. Um, So that's how I start. Um, I work with my community partners, um, the government agencies, the nonprofits, the faith-based organizations. um, And I come in on a really just start with an informational session, um, making sure that they have the right information. They have the ability um, to really receive that information, process that information, um, and then be able to have um, some feedback with dialogue um, making sure that they really understand um, the, the totality of the process. Um, there's so many moving parts and pieces to donation across the board. Um, and so I just try and remain transparent um, within those educational sessions um, to make sure that, again, they have that information Um, This also gives me an opportunity for those um, who really suffer with mistrust um, of the healthcare systems as well as procedures, um, an opportunity um, to really engage with them, um, get to know them on a personal level, really be empathetic um, to the reasons why um, they mistrust the medical system. Um, And once you're able to have that human element and really gain um, that trust um, just with myself personally, then whomever I work with, with, um, the um, constituents, the patients, um, they automatically trust um, the process and those um, who work in different parts um, to make it possible. So that's how um, I start. Um, I think it's really important to have that intimate setting, um, again, to allow those um, who really have reservation to feel more comfortable. Um, and then those that you know have done it, we talked about it. Um, I have multiple colleagues and friends and family. They're like, oh, yeah, I used to give blood all the time in high school and early college. I don't really know why I stopped, but I just don't, you know, really know that it's needed or is it making a difference? Am I really saving someone's life? So um, again, being in a setting um, to answer those questions and give that reassurance um, 
that them becoming donor heroes um, is is one of the most giving um, and important things that they can do um, in their life. And, and donation doesn't always have to revolve around death. And I think um, we have allowed that to make a step back from that um, because um, again, we don't wanna talk about death as a society either, um, but you can still give back uh, through donations, specifically with blood, some organs, some tissues, um, while you're still alive. Um, so we make sure that we um, give that information specifically. I also realized um, within my engagement that it's really important to be transparent. Um, so giving those facts about supply versus demand, um, given the facts about how much blood is actually utilized um, on a monthly basis. Um, now, I specifically um, at the current time can only speak for my organization um, at the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, the James Cancer Comprehensive Center, um, and the Ohio State University Hospitals East. Um, but on average, um, between our three organizations, we utilize 6,000 units of blood a month. Um, so just within January 1st to August 31st, um, uh, as a whole organization, we've utilized over 46,000 units of blood. And that blood is used for cancer patients, it's used for sickle cell disease patients, it's used for surgical patients and trauma patients. Um, and, and so I think when we're transparent um, with that supply versus demand and, and how badly um, we really need people to step up um, and really um, give back um, to one's quality of life, um, it really does uh, change their perspective uh, with the reservations. Um, and then secondly, just working with the community partners, the government agencies, faith-based organizations to procure donors um, and you know, relying on their leadership, um, their personal experiences, their testimonies um, to really gear um, those again um, to step up and donate. Um, and then thirdly, I bring in Versity, of course, um, and uh, work with uh, leadership within Versity, the regional account representatives, um, the administrative teams, ensuring that, you know, we can have all the the parts and pieces um, to make the drive successful, um, whether we're going to have it indoors, whether we're going to utilize the mobile, um, what's going to be the best fit um, for the target audience and the community area um, that we're going to have that. And then um, again, having continued uh, dialogues um, with those who have interest or have registered um, to ensure that their questions are answered and they fully understand the process from beginning to end. Um, showing gratitude with each donor hero um, because it's a really special gift to be selfless enough um, to give something of this magnitude um, of themselves um, to save others' lives. A lot of people feel like it's a thankless or maybe um, kind of downplayed, underappreciated um, aspect that they're doing. So um, I really try to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining that engagement um, and really expressing gratitude um, for their gift of life to someone else. Um, and then um, follow-up is important. So um, after our drives, um, I make sure that, you know, we're reaching out, um, as, as a whole team, um, making sure, again, um, if there's any questions, if there were any complications, um, getting some feedback on the components of the drives, um, can we do anything differently, um, and just really maintaining that needs assessment um, to ensure that you know they'll continue stepping up and continue being a donor hero going forward. You said trust and transparency. Mm -hmm. Those are 
massive when it mm-hmm. comes to our organization, just organizations in, entirely. But, you know, when I say trust, you know, I want to be there in that community. I mm-hmm. want you to believe, like, when I talk to Versi, I'm like, this is things that we have to do. Not always, it doesn't always talk about just giving blood, but how do we be there? How are we there mm-hmm. to help you out as a community? And once they trust, trust is hard to build, but it's mm-hmm. also super easy to lose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we build trust with our community members, we're there, we're talking with them, we share our experiences and they re- they share their experiences. And, you know, being there in the community in person mm-hmm. is what I've learned and what I've seen that has worked for, for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. personally for myself, I go out and I talk with, you know, we have a core group that are RO, which is a specific blood type we talked about the last podcast mm-hmm. that connects with sickle cell. But I was personally there. I was personally talking with potential donors, first-time donors, uh, donors that we've had in the system for years, and I'm there connecting with them. I'm there connecting with each one of those donors, sharing my experiences, listening to theirs, and that's what they love, and that's what I love as well. Because you know, we see that you know we're real people, and if you're there giving or learning, you see that mission or part of that mission. And you mm-hmm. also want to be involved. And that's mm-hmm. why I think trust is one of the biggest things. And when you mention transparency, just being honest, you know, we don't lie and say, oh, we're, yeah, we have enough blood or yeah, you know, we're doing okay. No, we say either we need it, we need it urgently. Okay, we're living good, but we still need uh, the blood. And we talk, so I, I deal with a lot of Hispanic groups because I'm in the Hispanic community. And I completely, I'm like, listen, you need X, Y, Z to donate an ID. I want you to come donate. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. what we want is for you to donate to help your community. Because what people don't understand that in many states, many areas, many regions, that the diverse communities are actually one of the greater communities. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a larger pool, a larger population within those region states. And people whether in their general community, like their general space or maybe outside bordering communities, they need each other. You know, we mm-hmm. always have a slogan, people need people. And how are we transparent in that way? How do we share a message with all all those donors in any community, any uh, diverse group? You know, you brought up the facts that about having resources. Versity mm-hmm. offers different resources. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a blood drive, you connect with a account rep who's there to guide you to connect you with what do you need? Do you need mm-hmm. a location? Do you need, oh, we don't have a location. Do you need a bus? Because Versity also offers different buses that you can donate in. Do you need infographics? Uh, do you need anything that you need, anything that you can think of? Those account reps are there. And that's what I wanted to ask you. What is that relationship building up with those account reps? Because those account reps are not only Versity employees, but those are the faces of Versity. You know, those mm-hmm. are the ones out there getting those uh, new hosts, uh, connecting with their communities. Those are the first, the frontline workers. Those are our front faces that represent Versity. Like, how is that relationship built between a drive host and that account rep or associate account rep? Um, I've had a great experience um, with everyone um, from leadership um, all the way down to um, the phlebotomist. I just I've had a great experience. Uh, my grandma will tell you, Natalie knows no stranger. So 
Um, I think that helps with uh, the relationships that I build and the networking capabilities that I have. Um, but everybody has been warm and welcoming. It's been a great experience. No, that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, and when we talk with our different teams, like, you know, here at Versity, we have an enormous team, enormous group, mm -hmm. and we all have different segments that we're working on. And, you know, continuing with that diverse uh, communities, um, with the African-American communities, would you say partnerships are recommended to having a host? So like your first time host, first time drive host, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you don't work for a gigantic organization like OSU. Um, <laughs> but would you recommend partnering up with maybe getting another community member involved mm -hmm. and then shooting out to do a drive host before or taking it all, all up on yourself? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we statistically know that collaboration with organizations, specifically in the faith-based organization world, um, that we're able to have a deeper reach and impact um, into communities, um, specifically the minority communities. So um, I definitely recommend um, working with partners. Um, you know, we all, we have so many organizations. Um, same thing here in Columbus. We have three uh, enormous, phenomenal, innovative um, healthcare organizations. And we have that for a reason because um, each of us lack something um, that um, is impactful resource um, that the other one has. Um, so when we're able to partner and collaborate together, um, clearly um, we're able to maintain that holistic approach. You know, here at Adversity, we believe that your blood stays in your community. You know, mm -hmm. you're in your community, the blood is here to serve you. And I know you brought up a little bit of biasness. And, you know, when we talk about joining the hospitals, hospital mm -hmm. partners, saying that blood doesn't, uh, might not come back to your diverse group. Mm -hmm. What people don't know is, you know, sometimes the blood that's in your body, you know, best connects or best relates to people just like you. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to show. That's what we want to explain mm -hmm. to individuals that, you know, someone who's African-American from X community, maybe the blood that they have to offer is gives directly to someone just like them, because that's mm -hmm. what they need. That's what mm -hmm. they want. There's little antigens behind that blood, the ABO group. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to share and want to explain mm -hmm. uh, to our guests. And being in the Ohio State Columbus area, you know, we're here, we're versity, we're, we're newer to that area. Um, so how do we work with our partners? Like we have our hospital, big hospital partners. How do, mm -hmm. how do, if I was donating blood at one of your drives, how do I see that? Or how do I, how can someone tell me like my blood's going to stay in that community? Again, it goes back to that transparency. So um, having the information, um, being able to pull certain reports, um, having that present, having that a part of my presentations. Um, so most recently, uh, Versity again uh, stepped up and showed out and supported me at the Red Diamond Gala. Um, which is a gala, an annual gala um, fundraising event that one of my partners, Faith Thomas Foundation, um, you know, has in order to procure the, the fundraising available for her to support uh, sickle cell patients. So she kind of is that financial gap um, reserve um, for sickle cell patients, ensuring that they have what they need, um, you know, to get to their appointments, to have, you know, specific uh, treatment modalities, um, 
to have, you know, the opportunity to get in for their monthly blood transfusions. It's really important to um, a lot of us, you know, especially from the healthcare standpoint, uh, we really don't keep things at a layman's terms all the time. Um, so I think that that's really important is really doing your research to understand the culture and the community that you're serving, um, because we all receive, um, you know, in different manners, learning styles, languages, um, so that's really important. So I make sure that, you know, I, I, I stay up on my lingo um, and being culture sensitive, understanding the cultures um, that are within those minority communities um, is really important um, in delivering that message and how they receive it. The lingo is always changing. That's something that I never can keep up on. You know, I learned something new and then maybe a month later, something I say and I'm like, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? I just learned this. This is brand new. No, not at all. Well, it, it's funny because my leadership will come out with me. Like, and, and the joke is Natalie's in these streets um, because I really am. Like, I'm out in these streets. I'm on the street corners. I'm, I'm at these homeless camps. I'm, I'm at community centers. You know, I'm at different recreational centers. Um, I'm in every pocket that I can be um, that is outside of our traditional spaces, right, of, of target audiences. Um, so it's so funny, you know, we'll, we'll go into a certain area and, and, and me, I'm like, hey, what's popping? You know, and she was like, did you really just say what's popping? <laughs> and they're all like, yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> So, you know, it's just really important to be able to connect in that manner. Um, and again, understand uh, the community, the culture, um, being able to talk the same way they do. Um, sometimes we get so caught up in, in the formality of delivering information that we really just have to bring it down a couple notches, you know, and, and talk the way that they do. It doesn't make any culture or community less educated. And, and I think that really um, empowers the connection um, that you have uh, with that particular community. And 100% agree. You know, sometimes, you know, I try to connect with like certain Hispanics and we'll talk about music. That is the first thing we'll talk about. Just music. Music. Right on. Yeah, exactly. Musica. And that's exactly the way we connect. And we're like, we talk about that. Then we get into the transition eventually of like blood. And, mm -hmm. but it makes them more comfortable. It makes donors more comfortable. And, yeah. you know, we're just people, you know, we mm -hmm. find that balance, you know, what connects us. And for me, music works. Yes. Music works. I'm a huge music advocate. Um, we listen to it in the operating rooms. We listen to it driving. We have it at the drives. Um, one of our other big uh, blood drive advocates in the city is Habiba Bankston. Um, her blood drives are carnivals, okay? I mean, she's she's got it going on. You talk about popping, it's popping. So you heard it here first. If you want a con free concert <laughs> and you're in the Ohio area, you know, Columbus area, you know where to look for your next drive. Go donate blood and listen to a concert, okay? It's hand in hand. You can't, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. You can't. Hand it all. Right, so no. leading to that, what is your, you know, you've held multiple drives in your, mm -hmm. in your time there in Ohio or maybe in other areas. Mm -hmm. What is one of the most memorable, memorable drives that you've had? Whether it was like someone you met, maybe it was a concert that, you know, someone had and you were playing music and for some reason, that drive was supposed to end at 10 and ended at 2 a.m. And we're like, what are we doing here? What is that most memorable yeah. drive? Yeah. So for me, um, I think every drive is memorable for me um, because I always have 
one person who has just been so resistant to um, being a donor hero um, in just the whole process, mistrust, right? Um, so for me, all of my drives um, have been memorable and impactful and um, really rewarding. Um, and, and I don't really quantify things. Um, it really comes down to the quality. Um, so when I have that one person who's been 100% resistant and they step up and they show out and um, they allow that reassurance and trust to guide them um, into really donating that day. To me, um, that's what makes it memorable. That's what makes it rewarding. Um, it's a true blessing to be able to connect with people um, in order um, to give them that opportunity um, to, to have that feeling of what it feels like um, to know that they're saving someone's life, whether that be their family member eventually, whether it's, it's their coworker, um, somebody off the street, um, you know, that that's just uh, really um, glorifying um, for that person when they finally get to experience that. So amazing love that answer i was putting you on the spot there you answered it perfectly you got it so natalie thank you you know i always want to ask like what do you have going on in your daily life you know that you want our viewers to share that to be involved that they want to learn what do you have to offer what do you what are you involved in yeah so um everybody makes fun of me they don't know how i, I get it all done but for me um i really truly believe that time is never deterrent when you're fulfilling your purpose um and i truly believe god has plugged me into the different spaces um that he has um because it really does come down to empowerment um and like i said everything that i do it all intertwines um so um my my real hat my professional hat uh i co-manage the african-american minority health division at the center for cancer health equity um, at the James Comprehensive Cancer Center. So our charge is really to be engaged in the communities, uh, bringing healthcare um, access out in the communities with our medical mobiles, our healthcare professionals, um, our researchers, our community health workers, our patient navigators, um, and really having programs um, that fit the full needs assessment of these communities, um, really getting their trust back, getting them into the four walls um, to really have that preventative uh, cancer screenings, health physicals, getting connected to primary care doctors, learning about um, being an organ tissue, corneal and blood donor, um, getting involved with that, um, and just really um, taking down those barriers that have provided them. Um, it's been disheartening to me um, to have worked in hospice as well or be part of the tissue and organ procurement team um, and, and see those that are like me um, losing their lives younger and younger, um, all because of that lack of trust and not getting um, the access to healthcare. So uh, this position is really important to me. Uh, my team is really important to me. It's phenomenal uh, what we create um, and, and the resources that we have um, from a community health standpoint to decreasing health disparity, decreasing social determinants, um, as well as gaining those resources um, in what I do. Um, I'm chair of four nonprofits here in the city that empower women um, who are infected uh, by human trafficking, substance abuse, domestic violence, um, cancer, um, social determinant issues. Um, so again, 
combining the two worlds um, to make sure that every day, every person um, that I come in contact with treat and help um, that they're holistically being helped. So I love what I do. I'm in love with it. Um, and uh, I couldn't uh, feel more blessed to have the opportunities to do what I do. Where can people, if they want to get involved, they want to, if, whether you have volunteer opportunities, where can people go to get involved? Cancer.osu.edu. Um, and uh, they can look at all the different programmings, resources that we have available at the James Comprehensive Cancer Center, OSU Wexner Medical Center, OSU East. Um, also to one of uh, my partners, the Faith Thomas Foundation, um, her webpage, um, social media pages also have um, significant links to resources, uh, blood drive specifically. Um, she supports those. Um, again, um, they can always contact me uh, via email um, or phone um, and get LinkedIn. Um, I do a lot with uh, Friendship Missionary Baptist Church here in the city. Um, they have the largest space um, that we're able to utilize for drives like this and, and incorporating health and wellness screening events. Um, so again, just uh, reaching out to me um, and uh, I can give you my email and phone number um, and they can reach out to me directly and, and get linked up. Now, awesome. Thank you so much, Natalie, for sharing your experiences, sharing what you're, what's going on in your day-to-day -day life and being part of the Standout from the Inside podcast. Thank you, Natalie, for being here. Thank you. And I just lastly want to say we have our blood battle going on that kicked off this past Wednesday that will run through November 24th. It'll be at different OSU facilities, um, the university college side of things. Um, so please go to versity.org um, backslash blood battle um, and uh, sign up for a drive and come by and be a donor hero. Well, Natalie, thank you again for being here. This is Stand Out from the Inside presented by Versity. I want to say thank you. Subscribe to all of our channels. Visit us on YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, all the major uh, podcast subscriptions. Uh, I always want to ask all of our viewers, how do you stand out from the inside? How do you make a difference in your community? Once again, this is Stand Out from the Inside. I'm Edgar Daggett. We'll see you all next time.